Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 294 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey Jeremy. As always, it's Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. I am here. here. Uh, And Gordon is finally here. (laughs) Uh, Those of you who aren't watching live, Gordon was late. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Uh, And uh, joining us is Tony. Hello, everybody. All right. Before we get too deep here, I got to give the shout outs to our patrons, uh, specifically our black belt patron, Andy Thompson. Uh, If you'd like to be as awesome as Andy, who I know can personally lift a VW bus with one hand. If you, if, I mean, well, <laughs> so can most people. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, die-cast ones. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to be as awesome as Andy, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Oh, so, oh, I guess it's like not the regular VW Beetle, just the actual... The, the bus. The bus. The right. bus. That's why I said bus. I'm sorry, I don't know the difference between vehicles, Casey. <laughs> A well, bus and a car. If it's a VW, it's kind of the same thing. I don't think it is. Well, you know, as I anyway, said, can I, I, fin- can I finish vehicles. my ad read now? <laughs> All right. Uh, and then if you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, head over to blindestudios.com. Click on the Amazon link on the homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal. We get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. It really helps us out. Now, Carlos, is your turn to speak. Well, you know, I don't know much about vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've... Uh, I've had vehicle problems uh, this week. My car has been. Uh, I uh, I some of the I, I tried uh, the some of the connectors for the battery battery cable because like uh, I'd be trying to turn my car on like nothing happened. Uh, there was a day like a like my second day at work. I was heading out to leave work and it's like oh, my car's not starting. Has my battery died or something? Because that'd be bad. Uh, but uh, eventually, like I was able to like uh, shake the connector and it's like able to get it going and. Then, like, uh, tightened it when I got home, and, uh, well, uh, that didn't solve the problem, because apparently it didn't like to say tightened or something, so I don't know. I Yesterday, I swung by the uh, auto shop to get some acid spray or whatever, and I don't know if that's going to make a difference, so I'll find out uh, this next week if I Wait, can't. did you just buy a thing that's just labeled acid spray? No, no, it's Because that would for... be terrifying. No, <laughs> It's for uh, car batteries and connectors. Oh, okay. So it's acid so spray to for car auto, batteries. Yeah, yeah. Does it spray acid or does it remove acid? You know, it does something. I am not a car guy. You know, I don't know. That's kind of a... No, this, this seems like a chemistry question. I don't have that vehicular knowledge, whether it's so acid you're just, or you're just, base. You're just spraying acid at your car and hoping for the best. I followed the instructions. That's some Joker level shit. I followed the instructions and, you know, that's really the best that anybody could expect of me. That's true. Yeah. Other than that, you know, I've had a... Bad day, you know, because my uh, my lunch order got messed up. Because you ever uh, you ever ordered lunch and like they and like you know they messed up one ingredient that just ruined the whole sandwich or something. Where like did you order from? I went to Subway. Oh, well, was, okay. Just, no, you. That's all you needed to say. You ruined your sandwich by going to Subway. I needed something <laughs> quick because I was filling my gas tank up, and I just needed something quick. And it's like, all right, I'll just go to Subway. Get a sandwich. gas station sandwich would have been better. They didn't have any good sandwiches, so it's like, well, I guess I'm not going gas station sandwich. Oh, and uh, you know, I just don't like honey mustard in my sandwiches. Well, no. So, Carlos, I don't know why anybody would like honey. You mustard. said you said the gas station didn't have any good sandwiches, so you went to Subway where they definitely didn't have any good sandwiches. Well, you know, if I could have uh, gotten like a uh, some jalapenos on there, and it was a brown mustard, it would have been just fine because I like a spicy sandwich. 
But yeah, it was uh, honey mustard, and I don't like honey mustard at all. Wait, aren't you standing there telling the people to put the thing on the sandwich yeah, while yeah. they're making the sandwich? Yeah, and uh, they uh, apparently, when I said brown mustard, they thought, oh, he wants honey mustard, because that was... No, but you, you were watching him do this, right? Uh, yeah, I was. I saw him like, grab a mustard bottle. I first saw him put the mustard on the sandwich. <laughs> I saw it wasn't the bright yellow mustard, so it's like, oh yeah, they put mustard on my sandwiches. Uh, so yeah, that was that made that sandwich unedible. Is there anybody here who likes honey mustard on their sandwiches? I like honey mustard on my sandwich. Well, you're a monster. Anybody else? <laughs> but I also anybody don't else eat. on team mus- uh, monster over here? Honey mustard. I don't think I've ever put honey mustard on a sandwich. It's, it's a delightful condiment. I mean, not Subway's honey mustard because it's Subway, and they make it far too sweet. Yeah, I don't like uh, sweet sandwiches unless it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, in which case it's like barely edible in that case still. But no, but like it, it, the right amount of honey mustard doesn't make it a sweet sandwich. It adds some sweetness to the sandwich. No, not in Subway's honey mustard case, I guess. Well, yeah. But, you know, I don't know much about vehicles, so. <laughs> and, you know, subs and all that. All right. stuff. Any, anything else besides uh, ruining your sandwich and spraying your car with acid? No, no, no. All right. Gordon? Nothing. What the hell are you fiddling with over there? You get yourself a new camera? Uh, I'm borrowing a camera. Oh, okay. Because I didn't do anything exciting this week. But next week, I'll be in Colorado and Utah. Oh, nice. Going out there, flying out to Denver next Saturday, and then I'll be headed west toward Salt Lake City after that for Buddy's wedding. Nice. That'll be fun. And I borrowed the camera to go, that apparently hates me, uh, to, because I'm going to be hitting six... Five or six different national parks and forests and shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. It'd be nice to get the hell out of Dodge for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after all those paint things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, that's that's all I got. All right. Uh, Tony, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, just kind of let people know who you are. Um, My name's Tony. Um, I'm a tattoo artist out of Hudson, Wisconsin, working at Ink Factory Tattoos and Body Piercing currently, and got uh, a couple of kids at home, a little girl, a little boy, um, and we like to hang out in River Falls and do all kinds of fun things like disc golfing or riding our bikes around, awesome. climbing walls and such. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for, Thanks for having me. It's great. All right. Um, so me, I've had a week. I tell you what. So Tuesday, we record some homebrew bound. You know, have a good time, whatever. I got a, I got a keg of beer, so I'm thinking about that. And I'm driving Brian home back to Hudson, um, coming up on that turn by radio there. And a goddamn raccoon decides that it wants to live under my car. <laughs> so it tried and then it had $1,000 in damage to my vehicle. <laughs> now, I don't know much about vehicles. Did you try not hitting the raccoon? I did, but my options were raccoon, ditch, or oncoming traffic. Ah. I chose raccoon. Yeah, you're. I think you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, if you hit oncoming traffic, insurance probably could have covered some of it. Well, so in insurance... Uh, will cover everything except a thousand dollars, and my estimate, like uh, I went and got the estimate, it was a thousand and three dollars. So I mean, technically, insurance could cover three dollars of it, <laughs> but we're just not gonna we're just not gonna worry about going through insurance on this one. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was that was uh, that was Tuesday night, 
And then I, so I dealt with stuff like that stuff. And then Wednesday was, uh, was trivia and it's my brother's, uh, it was my brother's wedding, uh, this weekend. So all the family was in town and so everybody went to Pitchfork. Um, and so we, we closed, uh, Pitchfork down, you know, three hours after they closed, but (laughs) so par for the course. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, so we did that. And then, uh, Thursday swinging bridge, uh, decided they're closing. So we went and hung out at Swinging Bridge, and yeah. the brewer might have been a little intoxicated at one point and said, free beer for the rest of the night. Yeah. So we took advantage of that situation. Well, like, end of the night, it's like, oh, my bill was $3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think, I think mine was 9 because I got the... The, yeah, the yeah. chips or whatever. But then I checked my credit card statement and they only charged me a dollar. So I'm not really sure what's going on. Not a bad day. But yeah, not bad. Uh, Are they closing, closing, or is it still we're moving? Uh, the official company line is we're moving. And I guess I'll leave it there because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> Well, I mean, you already tried to rob Wells Fargo, so what's what's we, no, <laughs> no. Our lawyer said that it was fine. And once again, Wells Fargo, you know that plan on like how to rob your headquarters is all made in jest. We have no plans to ever do that, and we have no plans to have done it in the past. Also, allegedly, yes. allegedly. <laughs> I mean, that's not the point to use allegedly. Actually, that kind of <laughs> undercuts the point I was trying to make. Really, uh, I don't know much about cars, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I know then, a little bit more about law <laughs> than I do about vehicular <laughs> stuff. All right. Uh, and then, yeah, so that was Thursday. Then I woke up super early, super hungover, uh, went into work for a few hours, and then drove up to Chippewa Falls for the, the groom's dinner or whatever and did that. So we drank at the groom's dinner. Uh... Two and a half kegs. Um, and there was 20 of us. We did some damage. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, woke up, went to a winery the next day. It was great. Uh, didn't have a thing to do until two. Uh, and then, yeah, we had a great wedding. It was fantastic. Uh, instead of like, you know, like the Grand March entrance thing where the, the, the party comes in or whatever. Instead of doing that, they had... Uh, so Jordan and Kara went in and sat down, and then they had us go in one at a time, and they had written up roasts for every person in the in the party to uh, to get roasted by the DJ for like a minute when they came in. That was fun. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> like a minute straight though. I mean, that's sounds time. Like how many people were there? Well, no. So it was it was just the 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 ten. Uh, like the ten uh, groomsmen and. Okay, so it was yeah. only ten minutes then. Yeah. All right. At a roast. Well, that's why I forgot to mention. Damn it. What? I did a wedding. I officiated my first wedding. Oh, hey. Since I've been on the show. Must have been very memorable. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Getting that off air. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was cool. I'm like, oh, it's just talking into a microphone. This will be easy. It's no big deal. And then 280 people sat down in front of me. It's like, oh, fuck. This is... This is this is not like being in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, a little little different when it's live. Little different. Anywho, I know that's that's good. I needed to know these things. It's important. It's been a while since I've been on. I forgot how to do this. Right. Or at least when you're officiating, you're reading off a script, kind of. 
Yeah, sort of. Going off the script. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Well, but you still have to engage with it. You can't just read. You no, have to look no, at you right. probably should have it memorized. But I'm down here. Like, the most people thing. I've been in front of down here was when we had Baca, and that was Yeah, so 10, that was 12. like, no, that was probably like 30 people, 40 people, 160 people. <laughs> I don't know how many people you crammed down here, Gordon. Yeah, that was a few too many people, really. Uh, I mean, and if you if you count, like, the number of people that your bodybuilder friends are made up of, <laughs> like... <laughs> Power lifting, totally different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think you could fit any more people down here. Yeah, if you're going by biomass, it's about the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, so did that. Uh, yeah, we had it was a kick-ass party. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, uh, congratulations, Jordan and Kara. I know you're not listening, but if you happen to, did good. You did good. They had pizza and uh, pizza as like the meal. So pizza and beer, that was a fantastic thing. And I made a peanut butter porter, which I came home with a keg of that left. So Oh wow, you had an entire keg left. Yep. Right. Yeah, we uh we yeah. Well so we, we tapped the one and then like we had to be out of the venue by er, at midnight. Oh. And so like midnight snuck up on us quick. Uh, it was it was kind of incredible how fast it went. Like, did you have to be out with all your stuff out too, or were you able to like come back in the morning and get the stuff back? Oh yeah, we could get all the stuff out. We just, right. the people had to be out. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we had to we had to go and clean up this morning. It was a it was a slow morning. Uh yeah. Other than that, not not much this week. Well, I mean, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's it. Should we, uh, should, should we, so we don't, so here's the other thing. We don't have a beer for today. Oh. Because, well, I'm lazy. We could, do you have an old, uh, big oaf still? <sighs> yep. No, when, instead what we do have is we have a bottle of, uh, wedding wine that I may have procured rightfully. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, I brewed a beer and then, um, one of their friends is a vinter and he, uh, made a bunch of wine. A what? A vinter? Sure. A winemaker? Why didn't you say so? I did. <laughs> I literally did. Just because you don't know the word, <laughs> that Spooner education. Like, no, Hudson, Hudson. It, oh, I'm sorry. Education. It's just when you went up to Spooner, you became dumber. Yeah, you, All right. I remember the televinter from the vi- game uh, Never Winter Nights. Will remember. I just learned Man, I remember earlier. they were definitely a, a faction in that game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Cameron uh, made this. It's a red one of some sort. I don't know anything about wine, so this will be fun. And it has a. It's likely labeled with the type of wine it is. Uh, no, it's it's labeled Karen Jordan 2019. Oh, that's not the type of wine it is. It's not. A, <laughs> it's not a Karen Jordan. It might be. Here, you go ahead and pour yourself some of that. And of course, since we're drinking wine today, we are drinking it out of uh, beer glasses. Well, yeah, we don't have wine glasses. I thought we did. We have we have wine glass. I broke the other one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah. So we got that going around. I don't have much to say about it. Uh, now, I think, I'm gonna bet. I, it's I think it's a made. Red. Of, yeah, it's a red. Uh, it looks red. It's made out of grapes, um, and barrels. I think. I think that's how this. This is gonna be a great wine tasting. <laughs> Was it your listener, uh, Thomas, that got into winemaking? Yep. Yeah. So Tom knows things about wine, but he's not here to uh, to share any of that. I'm just, I can um, see him rolling around. Yep. It has, it has a screw top. So that means you know it's fancy. Oh, you know, that cork just gets in the way in the I, end. Well, yeah. We actually, uh, we taped a we taped a GoPro to a wine bottle uh, last night. 
and we're just passing that around and then refilling the wine bottle. I can't wait to see the video. <laughs> Tastes almost like cab. That word sounds uh, familiar. Uh, I you believe know, I rode in one of those ones. You know what? I would, I would say this tastes like an alcoholic beverage. Right. Well, Carlos, give me your tasting notes. What do you think about this wine? Well, you know, I go to the smell. What do you smell? I get a little bit of a wine, but, you know, my nose is a little clogged from a cold. So, uh, but yeah, it's good that, you know, that yeah. wine smell. You know, if I was going to go off the smell alone, I would say it smells like a red wine. Uh, so ba- based, on, based on the smell, uh, where, where do you think this wine is from? Wisconsin. That would be wrong. Man. Minnesota? That would also be wrong. South Dakota? No. England? No. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Alabama? <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Somewhere uh, in the uh, lower Do you, you have any other things you like? Or, or what do you taste when you taste the wine? Well, you know, you get those, that regular character of, uh, you know, a red wine. Mm-hmm. You know, the regular characters. Besides uh, from that, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not super dry. It's not super sweet. It's just got I like, would say it's pretty wet. It's you know all around. It's got an all around palate. You know, it just gets your palate all around. Mind. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right, Gordon, what uh, what what are you what are you tasting? Uh, yeah, with it's the a wine? cab. Looking at tasting notes for a cabernet. Okay. Uh, not too sweet. I not don't too know dry. much about vehicles, but this does not look like a cab to me. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's not yellow. Cabernet Sauvignon. I can make words up too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not too sweet, not too dry. It's not bad. Wine like is it's like an adult juice box, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Tastes a lot like it did last night. Um. Yeah. It's it's juicy. Um. I would even say it's like juicy juice. Uh, <laughs> I would not juice. say that. <laughs> uh. No, I believe. Oregon is where where his where where he's making wine right now, but he's been like all over. Uh, he actually drug Kara to a winery in France for to work for free, which seemed like a terrible opportunity. Yeah, that doesn't sound like an opportunity so much as like <laughs> slave labor. Yeah, slave labor. <laughs> all right, Carlos. Um, we don't normally rate wine, so I don't want to give it on our on our ten point scale. I want to say how many vinters out of vinters is it? Well, I was I was gonna go like how many how many sommeliers would you give it? Those are the people that taste wine, right? And how many how many tasters would we want to <laughs> subject this wine to? Exactly. All right. Well, you know, you know that we're going with like it's going to be a, a golf score here because we want to keep it low. Because you, the more vinters you have, uh, the more tasters you have come in, the less wine you have for uh, everybody I, else. I would like you to use the the, the real word uh, sommelier, please. Yeah, yeah. So like the, <laughs> the more wine tasters <laughs> that you have got that come in to taste it, like the less wine you have. So you know, I would say that if you put like vinters and the tasters and all those guys, you know, they could probably it probably since they they only have a small amount. I'd say that this bottle, like, overall is out of 20. You could probably have 20 different tasters, any more than that, and, like, you run the risk of, like, taster overload. Taster overload? Yeah, so I'm going to give this, you know, yeah, so a solid wine. I don't think I'd want any more than four tasters to go through this wine. Four tasters, all right. <laughs> <laughs> How many sommeliers for you, Gordon? <laughs> uh, based on, well, so I'm looking at tasting notes for Cabernets and... 
oh, look at him trying to take this yeah. shit seriously. I appreciate it. Pass that wine over here. I'd say it's pretty spot on. So the primary flavors you're supposed to pick up are black cherry, black currant, cedar, baking spices, and graphite. Uh, it should be dry, full body, medium high. I'm not getting any of that pencil coming through. Yeah, no, I'm not getting that either. Solid. I'll, I'll give it ten tasters. Ten tasters. Wow, that's that's no, that's, so actually, that's go, go, golf score. Golf score. Oh, but you, you, want, you want fewer tasters because ten tasters is half the bottles are gone by the time you get it after the, all the tasters uh, are gone. What did you say? Four. Go three. All right. Three. Okay. Okay. Um, man, this, I mean, this is a hard one. Like, and I feel like it. It's the quality of the tasters matter too. The the, the sommeliers, the sommeliers. Why does somebody else's observation of the wine affect how it tastes to you, Casey? I believe it does. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know shit about wine. And you need them to tell you whether this wine tastes good to you or not. Exactly. So I mean, so if it's if it's a taster, I really trust. Like you mean a sommelier? A sommelier. Uh, if if it's a some air that I that I really trust, I think I only need some. So like, well, what if it's some three. other mayor? If there, if it's another air, uh, then like if it's like a wino, I don't, <laughs> I I don't. I mean, I would want fewer because they're gonna drink more. Their pores are gonna be heavier. I mean, you're talking about like probably two winos would take out the entire bottle, right? So then I'd have to go with one wino. I don't have any left. Well, that's actually kind of like a not great score then, because that's still half a bottle's gone, Casey. <laughs> you only want half a bottle, you're saying. You just want the one wino. <laughs> well, I want no winos, but that's not an option. There has to be one. Why does there have to be a wino? <laughs> well, because we those were the other errors that we were talking about. I don't know, Casey. I think she just. I think you should avoid using winos for your scale. I think you're right. It's it's a very crooked scale. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll, I'll go with three. Three. Three seems like a good number of some airs. <laughs> All right. It seems like some. All right. I'm glad, <laughs> you know, and I'm glad that we chose a scale that made perfect sense to everybody. <laughs> I'm really glad that everybody followed along with that. They really enjoyed it. <laughs> I could hear listeners leaving. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, jeez. And now the Department of Defense presents news with Casey. That's me. A Texas man ended up in jail even though there was no warrant for his arrest. According to KTVT, Billy Bob Hall thought there was a warrant out for his arrest for a parole violation. He went to the local jail to turn himself in. Before turning himself in, Hall drank seven buds. Uh, The deputy speaking with the 59-year-old detected the strong smell of beer. Um, Hall told the police... He had to drink to build up the courage to turn himself in. Authorities said Hall did not have a warrant out for his arrest, uh, but police found him to be intoxicated to the level where he was a danger to himself or others. He was then arrested for public intoxication, which is also probably a violation of his parole. So he... So he, <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was in violation of his parole, and so there was a warrant out for his arrest. And then he tried to do the right thing by turning himself in, but he needed the courage... So he drank a bunch of beers. Seven, though? Only seven? Yeah. And They're those, like, those Bud Platinums, I bet. So they're, what, three, four percent? Uh, no, Bud Regulars, five percent. How do you get drunk off of only seven, though? Well, you see, Gordon, a normal human being... <laughs> <laughs> Lies and deceit. ...isn't you. 
So him drinking these seven would be like you drinking seven big oafs. <laughs> see, see the parallel yeah, there now? Fair. All right. <laughs> Take at least eight to get me to call the cops, though. Well, no, but he had already decided he was going to the cops. He didn't call them. He walked there. Oh. At least I hope he walked there. I, I'd assume so. Yep. I feel this isn't quite fair to this guy. Because the guy was clearly already confused, and then he got it got more confused afterwards. Yeah. Well, I mean, the end result was the same. He ended up in jail. Yeah, but like, I think they could have been like, "Man, we don't have a warrant out for your arrest. Can you call somebody to pick yourself up?" Yeah. No. Like these. Yeah. They should have just been like, like "Oh, right. so we're gonna put you in jail, and you're uh, you're probably going right back to like to prison after this." Well, I so I think he had like they'll have to contact his parole officer too and then the PO can like can probably slap him with some stuff but yeah I don't know poor guy he's having a rough one alright uh, you might have heard that young love doesn't always last but some southern Indiana teachers are making sure it doesn't a new policy at Riverside Elementary in uh, Jeffersonville says 5th graders aren't allowed to date uh, uh, Gr- Greater Clark County Schools uh, says Uh, Broken hearts have been causing distractions during the school day for fifth grade Riverside students. They now have a deadline to get single, and some parents say it goes too far. Brianna Bauer's 10-year-old son, Aiden, has a girlfriend. Uh, It's his best friend, Bauer said. He talks to her every day. They hang out outside of school. Uh, They don't hold hands. They don't kiss. It's innocent. Uh, The school says the problem comes uh, when the puppy love ends, arguing that broken hearts have been carrying over into the classroom. (laughs) They were given Tuesday and Wednesday to make sure relationships have ended, Bauer said. To have that deadline is crazy to me. Three fifth-grade teachers uh, talked to their students about the new zero-dating policy. It was right before a recess, Aiden said. A lot of my friends went out and told their boyfriends and girlfriends that they had to break up, uh, and that made them sad. And I, don't, and I didn't understand why. His mother said she doesn't understand either. I feel like... Uh, it's for the parent to decide, not the school, Bauer said. Tell the parents to speak with their children about heartbreak and how to deal with these emotions instead of shunning relationships in general. She said a breakup might not be in the cards just yet for young Aiden. I told him he does not have to, Bauer said. We've all had elementary school relationships and we got through school and we're fine, um, Bauer said. Uh, the family won't be uh, signing the letter that was sent home. The district confirmed the letter was sent home due to distractions in the classroom. So yeah, basically... Because they're children learning life skills, they don't handle it perfectly. That doesn't mean we need to ban it. That's well, stupid. So you, to you prevent distractions the in the classroom, they decided to create distractions in the classroom is what I'm getting from Yeah. That. Yeah. Right. It works. And what state was this? Indiana. I was just wondering how far south, because otherwise I might have had a better joke. But it was Indiana. I don't think it was far enough south for me to have any really fun jokes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad that I filled everybody in on my, on my on your thought process. Yeah, on my thought process here. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Carlos. Sometimes you're a great co-host, and other times you're Carlos. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know a bit about co-hosting. Not a lot about vehicles. <sighs> <sighs> well, I mean, yeah. All right. Uh, you might not want to explain to your boss exactly why you're calling in sick. Uh, it was the Cuervo shots. Uh, but roughly a third of Americans will take a day off work after a night of binge drinking. In Germany, that excuse might fly a little bit better these days after a Frankfurt court ruled Monday that hangovers are in fact classifiable as an illness. German news site uh, Deutsche Welle. 
uh, reports the ruling stemmed from a case in which plaintiffs challenged a company, the specific company is unnamed in the court documents, that uh, that manufactures powders and liquids claiming to have hangover-curing properties. Uh, The suit argued that food and drink cannot claim to treat or cure illness or diseases in their advertising, similar to statutes in the U.S. The German judge ruled in favor of the plaintiffs, essentially ruling that hangovers are an illness and thus dietary supplements or foods cannot make advertising claims to cure or treat such illnesses. Per court filings, the products uh, had claimed they were suitable for treating the symptoms of alcoholism or could prevent a hangover. Uh, in order to appeal to their target demographic, primarily young consumers who consume alcohol when celebrating. Um, Treat the symptoms of alcoholism? I find this hard to believe. Yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. That seems dubious at best. I can understand why the judge might have had something to say. Yep. The hangover bit. Yeah, I've had a few of those, and some of them worked. I've never had a hangover. (laughs) (laughs) There's a night of Ben working the soundboard for ROA that says otherwise. Uh, There's more than one. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, All right. Uh, So two Florida men were caught with their hands in the pasta jar after they used ragu sauce to try and burn down a home they robbed last week. Man, if I had a dime for every time I had that happen to me. (laughs) Uh, Derek Irving, uh, age 36, and John Silva, 28, were arrested March 13th after allegedly breaking into a home in D-Land and stealing a flat-screen television and air-conditioning wall unit. The man whose uh, home was being burglarized received an alert on his phone from his residence uh, security system informing him of motion being detected in the house. A towel was placed over the camera, which gave him a clue that something was not right, and he immediately called the police. When police arrived at the home, they saw a red SUV trying to flee the residence. Uh, the two suspects told officers they were picking up clothes from the house. Uh, the victim uh, said that Irving was donning a bull onesie. I have no idea what that means. Like, is that a like a Chicago Bulls onesie, or is that like a onesie where the hood gives you horns? <laughs> like, I so need- you're saying is he a furry? And it was no, like a bull, well, no. bull furry costume. No, no, not a bull furry costume. Yeah, a onesie. It, yeah well, it's, a, it's kind of a onesie. If it's got like all one thing and he zips up on it. Yeah. Yeah, like a mascot. Yeah. Outfit. Well, so like, the, but the furry ones are usually like, they're bigger. It's more like the, uh, like, you know, like the Japanese, um, like pajama onesies. No. They, they, was it Kikarumis or whatever? Kitarumis? I have, now I'm really lost. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I lost my spot, but that's okay. Bull onesie. All right. A deputy said there was an air conditioning unit, a vacuum television, a heater, a marijuana grinder, and an empty jar of ragu sauce inside the vehicle. Deputies found marijuana grinder. (laughs) What? A legend. A legend. Could be a tobacco grinder. Uh, Um, (laughs) no. Uh, deputies found the burning pot of ragu sauce and a washcloth near the stove's burner, which appeared to be an attempt to start a fire. Uh, he was trying to make it look like I left the stove on, but who gets up at 2 a.m. and fixes Sketty, the victim said. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I was like, I've done that too. <laughs> this actually sounds like a great 2 a.m. right there. <laughs> no, like, oh, shit. 2 a.m. Sketty? Yes, please. The only problem is seven minutes of cook time, not including getting the water up to a boil. That might be an issue. Uh, but... See, I wonder if the if the spaghetti would taste better if you start with cold water to boil, because your calcium doesn't get all fucked up. Hey, uh, actually, Gordon, uh, let me just go walk into traffic. (laughs) (laughs) 
Go find that raccoon. <laughs> All right. Uh, God damn it. Um, Silva and Irving told officers they knew the victim uh, due to past sexual encounters. Uh, it started out as a relationship that lasted about a week, the victim said. I've let him use my car uh, for four months. Maybe he's angry about that. Or maybe he's angry because I gave him $150 to fix his teeth. Silva and Irving were both charged with unarmed burglary, grand theft, and arson. So, yeah, they did good. Yeah, I know that arson's really going to rack some time on for them. Yeah. Yeah, you should not commit arson, guys. So, discussion topic for today um, is something that I've been pondering uh, a little bit now. Who is the best Tom? Like, is it Tom Hanks? Is it Tom Cruise? Is it MySpace Tom? Is it another Tom that I'm not thinking of? Is it Tom Arnold? Who knows? So we're going to get to the bottom of that right now. Who is the best Tom? And I'll start us off because, well, I've been thinking about it for a while, and you guys need a minute (laughs) to kind of figure out who you think is the best Tom. Now, immediately, I want to say Tom Hanks. Because, I mean, Tom Hanks is a goddamn treasure. But I don't know if he's the best Tom. Like, yes, he's done a lot of good things, but I would like to make the case that MySpace Tom is the best Tom. No. Yes. First, he started this whole social media thing, right? But he was also everybody's friend. He is, he is like, unabashedly the friendliest Tom. MySpace Tom. This is, I don't know who this is. What? You don't know MySpace, Tom? No. Did you not have a MySpace in the back? I never had a MySpace. All right. I did one for like a week. and So MySpace, uh, precursor to Facebook. Yeah, I know okay. I right. know that MySpace I, I, well, was, a, it was once a thing. Yes, okay. So when you created your MySpace account, you always had one friend right away. And that was Tom, the founder of MySpace. MySpace Tom. All right. All right? Friendliest Tom that there could ever be because he was immediately everybody's friend. He never took that friendship away. He's probably still your friend right now. You actually you couldn't remove him as your friend either. Well, I mean, he's a very needy friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say I was never his friend. Well, that's because you never gave him the opportunity. Yeah. I feel like that's on you, not on him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, immediately friendly as Tom. And MySpace, like, because it was so early in the social networking days, like wasn't bad like it wasn't it wasn't as like terrible as twitter it wasn't as freaky as facebook uh it wasn't as idiotic as instagram it it was pretty idiotic it was just marvelous myspace i i'm running out of alliterations (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't as renegade as reddit yes I don't know if I'd consider reddit a social as reddit a social networking platform i've seen it thrown in the same circles okay um, but yeah, so yeah, that uh, so you're able to do your friends, and then they, then he was like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool is if we could have music and bands on here. So then Tom befriended bands, and like I'm just saying, man, good Tom. Apparently, MySpace is still limping along on life support. They're becoming not a- life support friendliness. <laughs> they become a outlet for up and coming shitty musicians, and that's where Nicki Minaj and this Cardi B. Thing came from. Oh, so you mean musicians who are now successful? Yeah, but anybody could be successful if you apply enough auto tune to bullshit lyrics. I don't know enough about I these artists to say either yeah, one way or another. Yeah. All right, I Carlos. Probably never listened to any of their songs. So <laughs> who who would you like to? Because at the end, we're going to vote on the best Tom. 
and everybody's gonna be a little biased, but it'll be fine. Carlos, will you hand Gordon some wine, please? Gracias. He needs to get white girl wasted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, now, will you will you please put forward your Tom? No, you know, I thought about Tom Hanks for a second there, but you know, he's all right. Yeah, he's got he's does some good acting, and he seems to be like a pretty good guy otherwise. But you know, I thought about it, and you know, I just don't think. Any Tom should be considered the best. What? I would say that maybe there are no good Toms. I think that's the uh, point I would like to push put forward. Mainly because I think you should got it. First of all, judge all Toms on the same level, and you're going to have one Tom drinking down every other Tom. No, Tom, one one Tom cannot lower the score of another Tom. And that Tom would be Tom Bombadil. Now, Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil is the best. Well, I mean, he's not the best Tom, but he's a pretty good Tom. He he's a is terrible the Tom. father of all evil in the Lord of the Rings universe. He makes universe. no sense. That is a, a fan theory. They cut him out of those movies, the Lord of the Rings movies and the Fellowship of the Rings movies. Which is a goddamn tragedy. Because he makes no sense. He How does he not make sense? The entire series down because people then have to talk about, oh, he wasn't in it. Well, I'm fine with him not being in it. Well, I can't stand that. I have an entire album. Of J.R.R. Tolkien reading Tom Bombadil stories. I heard some of those stories, and they are not good. They, they are, are fantastic. not good at all. They are delightful. So, yeah, he drags down every single Tom. Now, there's granted, there's other Toms that aren't as bad that, like, uh, do drag Toms down. It'd be hard for me to name them. Why, just because no, Tom no, Bombadil. Hey, why, why, why are you lumping? Or why, why are you dragging all Toms down with each Tom? And then you got Tom... Tom from Tom and Jerry, he really doesn't like. It's he's kind of he's such a sad sack. He also drags down all the Toms. You bite no, your no. tongue. Tom and Jerry's a great Tom. He makes everybody laugh. I feel sad for him because he's such a sad sack, and like he <laughs> keeps getting beat on by a mouse. It's such a sad story. I just he kind of drags them all down. Like I mean, I feel, I feel like you'd be guy. more mad at Jerry, who's kind of an asshole of a mouse. Well, but we're not talking <laughs> about Jerry's here. We're not rating Jerry's. I, I know we're not rating Jerry's because that would be impossible. All Jerry's suck. I just like, that's just the rule of Jerry. Uh, I just um, I don't like Jerry, having a guitarist lost his finger. Uh, Grateful Dead. Jerry Garcia. Yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah, no. Probably like first of all, have you met any deadheads? Because of him, well, we have deadheads. Fredrickson. And like I said, all, all deadheads <laughs> suck. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> so, anyways, I feel like that drops all the toms down. And like at that point, like how do you? How would you say which is the greatest one if they're all like not that great because they've been brought down? I'm just gonna say there are no great Toms. There might I mean, be some okay Toms. That's false. Tom there's, Hanks. There's Tom Hanks is okay. There's there's some fantastic Toms out there. But they've been knocked there's so down. many good Toms. They've been knocked down. No, you you are you are using a fictional character to knock Toms down. Two fictional characters. Two fictional characters to knock Toms down. Like that's just bullshit. It doesn't sound fair, but it's fair. No, I mean it is. It is like your opinion, man. But <laughs> yeah, I, Tom from Tom and Jerry is probably in my top three. I'm not gonna lie. All right, <laughs> it was gonna be my number one, but <laughs> he can still be your number right, one. Gordon, I'm Red Carlos over here. <laughs> All right, Gordon, give me your Tom. Uh, you know, there's a lot more famous Toms than I thought there were. There's was. a lot of famous Toms. There really is. But uh, because I've been on a bit of a Peaky Blinders kick, I'm gonna go with Tom Hardy. Good choice. Solid. I'm trying to remember he if I've seen anything that Tom Hardy's in. Uh, I know I have. Peaky Venom. Blinders, Venom, more recently. Oh, that Tom. Yeah. Uh, the, what was the UFC movie they did? Um, fuck. 
but he's just a phenomenal <laughs> well, he goddamn Mad actor. Max. It was Mad Max. Oh, oh he was Mad in Mad Max. Max. Uh, oh, he was in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Bane. as a Bane. Yep. Warrior. Warrior. Two thousand one. Wow, this is a good Tom. He also did a movie uh, like. Uh, like 1920s or 30s England where he plays twin brothers that are their mafia gangsters or whatever. I can't think of the damn name though. Wow. Lawless. Yeah. If you haven't seen Lawless, you need to go and watch that. That's probably one of his He was also movies. in another 1920s, 1930s set movie except this one in America playing like, you know, an American type gangster type thing. I didn't, I forgot. Oh, he was, he was in Band Inception. of Brothers? What? Shit. Like John A. Janovic in mm. two episodes. Huh. Um, and then yeah, he, was, a he, was, shame. he was in Black Hawk Down. Such a shame, though, that Tom Bombadil is just dragging his good no, name down. No, God damn it. No. <laughs> damn, he has he has an impressive filmography. Yeah. That is a good Tom. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was kind of originally thinking Tom Hanks, and then you mentioned him, and I'm like. Uh, but, I mean, we do have. Tom uh, Hanks is a solid choice, though. Yeah. Still. Yes. Are there any controversies? With Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, apparently he was being a dick on set once. <laughs> He's and... entitled to. <laughs> and also, I mean, there is a big strike against him because he did star in a Venom movie. That was a good movie. That's a lie. I haven't seen it, but it can't be true. It was good. It was hilarious to watch. It's a Venom movie. It can't be good. It's like Transformers. Venom's a shitty character. You don't go into Transformers expecting Lord of the Rings. You go, you go into, into Transformers, Transformers for big fucking robots you know, with explosions. That turd in the wind joke that they had in the trailer was apparently something that just was only at the very, very end of the movie. So you never got the guy go down the street like a turd in the wind. A turd in the wind. There was, was a quote from <laughs> the trailers for the movie. What? It was Venom. Venom? Uh, yeah. I don't remember that part. Apparently, that wasn't even in the movie. Wow! So they cut completely. They, no, they, they, sure. they cut the best just, joke. Just watch, sure it, was, watch sure it, it because they're movie. coming out with a sequel, and it's going to have Woody Harrelson in there, and I'm excited. Oh yeah, that's what I need is a sequel to a turd. It'd be two turds in the wind. You know, I've heard the movie was fine. I, that's the best I heard about it. Was this fine? Well, I mean, for a Sony for a Sony Spider Man movie, that's not bad. Yeah, no, that makes it pretty high on that list. <laughs> But it was, you know, it's not a Spider-Man movie. It's a Venom movie. Well, yeah, but you can't have one without the other. I mean, they proved that you can. And it, Tom Hardy did bring a lot to that movie. If you had another actor, I don't think they'd gonna be they'd be able to pull it off. All right, Tony, who's your Tom? You know, I had a few Toms come to mind. My first one was out actually going to be Tommy Boy for sure, but I feel like Ooh. that you can't necessarily count that because that's a character played by Chris Farley, so. Then my second choice was going to be Tom from Tom and Jerry, which we've already discussed. Thinks, I guess the consensus was he's dragging down all the Toms. So then I thought about <laughs> what other Toms could there be out there? And I thought about a couple musicians came to mind, Tom York and Tom Petty. Those so, are good Toms. I don't know. What do you we, guys we, think we have, We toms? haven't gone into the musical Toms. I feel like there's, a few, there's, there's more than a few of those. Mm-hmm. Could we include Tommy Boy then, if we're going music? I mean, around? he's fictional character technically, but yeah, I no, mean, Tommy no Boy, like Tommy. I'm talking about Chris Farley's Tommy Boy. Are you talking about the Who's, the who's Tommy, Tommy Boy? Boy? Okay. Oh, interesting. I, mean, I like that. Yeah. I mean, he's the rock a, opera. He's a pinball wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, ooh. 
some musical toms. I'm kind of biased against Tom Petty myself. But <laughs> Why do you hate Tom Petty so much? Uh, because he doesn't actually sing. He just kind of talks into a microphone. Stop being some... petty. Oh! <laughs> my shtick. I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> Not a petty fam. I can respect him for the, the music, you know, the, the uh, uh, successful musician that he is. It's just not for me. It's like the big Lebowski. I, I just fucking hate the Eagles, man. <laughs> what about Credence? Credence. CCR? Yeah. yeah they're fantastic. Well, they're, well, they're all over the big Lebowski. Before uh, What's-His-Name left. Um, lead singer. Fogarty. Yes, John, John before Fogarty. he left. And became right. Creedence Clearwater Revisited. Yeah. Okay. So Fogarty was the one that did Baker Street, right? Uh, maybe. Or am I mixing them up with that? I no, don't know. or is that Rafferty? That might be Rafferty. That might be Rafferty, actually. Baker Street. Yeah, I think that might have been Rafferty. All right. So while you're you're looking that up, we have a very important job to do. We have to do, we have to vote on the on the selected Toms to figure out which Tom is the best Tom. So the options on the table right now are uh, MySpace Tom, uh, Tom Hardy, uh, was it Tom Petty, or wait, uh, yeah, Tom Petty, and then Tom Petty, Tom York, Tom York. Okay, the like musical really Tom discussed him, but I'm I don't know. I think Tommy Boy needs to be thrown in the list from the Who. I, th- I think yeah, that needs okay. to be on the table. Yeah, we'll, the we'll throw that one in there. Tommy Boy from the Who, uh, and then no Toms. yeah all right so carlos hearing all of these different things what tom do you vote for you know i just like bombadils just so much i'm just gonna say no toms okay gordon you know if you can't choose you can always just say no toms i'm gonna split decision between tom hardy and tommy boy musical tommy boy you have to choose. I'm going to go with Tom Hardy. Okay. Tony? I'm going to go with Musical Tommy Boy. I think I'm going to have to go with Musical Tommy Boy. He just barely edges out. For the win. The friendly Tom. All right. And as long as there's a winner, that means he's not right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so you caught on to that bit. You knew where I was going to go if there was a tie. I knew exactly where you were going to go if there was a tie. All right. Uh, well, should we get out of here? Yeah, we can sure. do that. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindersstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week.